Six times six is 36. Yes. And six times eight is 48. Yeah, that rhymes, right? It does. Does it rhyme? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, are we, are we ready? <laughs> yeah, I think we so. may as well. Are we ready? Hello. Everybody, welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 36, man. 36 episodes. That's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, quite a few. We're getting to the point where we've almost been doing this for a year. Almost. No shit. Has it been that long? No, it really hasn't. Uh-oh. But it's starting to feel that way. When did we start? It was like October of 2020. Was it October? Really? I think the first episode got posted in October. Oh, like shit. late October. Man, we are getting close, huh? Yeah. It's uh, towards the end of June already. This month's going by fast. Yep. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Thank you. We're recording Appreciate this it. early on Father's Day, 2020. What did you get your dad for Father's Day? Did you get him anything? I mean, 2021. 2021, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long day for me. Anyways, what did you get your dad for Father's Day? Um, well, we'll, we'll kind of see. So we're, we're thinking of getting him a, we're thinking of getting them a security system. Okay. Just like um, cameras. Yeah. But I really want to get him a shed. A shed? A shed, yes. And Josh and I might go in on it, but I don't think Mel and Mom want to. So we might be scrapping that deal. So you're thinking the shed means? Maybe, maybe not. It'll probably end up being the security system. Yeah, that's probably. a good one. Probably. Which they need cameras. Yeah. See, my father is such a pain to buy for, so it's literally a Menards gift card is what he's getting <laughs> this year. Yeah, usually we go with gift cards, but lately I've been trying to get them things that they need, you know? Yeah. Uh, me and me and Tim, were going to go over there. They got, they've got they got a pergola that they're going to assemble. I don't know if you know what a pergola is. Is that like a couch? It's a it's like an outdoor awning type thing, but it's like freestanding. It's like a freestanding awning. So you put Put it over your patio so you got, oh. you got shade. Okay. Now, we've been calling it a gondola because we hear the word. I, I couldn't differentiate between a pergola and a gondola. So it's referred to as the gondola now. Okay. Even though it's a pergola. All right. We were supposed to assemble it. We've been supposed to assemble this thing for like, since since before Memorial Day happened. <laughs> and my father is just like, ah, we're not doing it this weekend. Ah, we're not doing this this weekend. So we were supposed to do that tomorrow. Well, how, that got, how, how involved is this to so where? <laughs> according to my father, he's been watching construction built online <laughs> for this thing and he says that people that work fast are getting it done in 12 hours all right so it might take you guys two days to do it yeah the problem is is we need this thing up by the fourth of july <laughs> and we're running out of time we're running out of time because it keeps getting bumped back a weekend <laughs> right. i bought myself a tool belt and a fucking like a holster for my drill because i'm ready to go me? on this thing you bought yourself a tool belt yeah you really gonna wear that thing yes <laughs> you're gonna have to take a picture i need to see it's this. gonna be pretty sweet it's a pretty sweet tool belt but um i'm ready to go on the and I texted Tim. I was like, what's going on? What's the plan? Are we doing this thing tomorrow? He's like, no, we got pushed back another weekend. And I'm like, fuck. What am I supposed to do with this damn tool belt now? So we'll see if it happens next weekend. I'm so, going to try to I'm gonna try to get it started tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to happen. but Do you have tools in the tool belt? I do. I've got a lot of tools, dude. You got a lot of tools? I've got, Good. well, I've got my drill. I've got, my mom got me a screwdriver. I got a mechanical, like an electric screwdriver. Sure. I don't know why, but she said it's great. So she made me get it. <laughs> she, gave it she, she gave this to me last week. Yeah. I got that thing tucked in there i got a couple of real screwdrivers a hammer all the drill bits you could ever want i've got them all i have a lot of drill bits i, I have a nice drill and some drill bits but i'm lacking on some tools i have i have a whole toolbox with like ratchets i have ratchets and sockets and stuff like that but they're kind of cheap and uh actually they're not too bad they're pittsburgh brand and they came with uh like pliers and vice grips sure and you know phillips and flatheads and all that shit yeah i have a very limited repertoire of tools see i haven't really run into a situation outside of i had to get my 
a drill right away because I didn't have a drill. I had to buy that one. I ran into a situation where I needed a drill. Sure. Yeah. So I had to get that pretty quickly. But outside of that, like I've, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well set. I'm not gonna say I'm super well set. Like I don't have all the ratchet heads I want. Sure. Yeah. I don't have all the drill bits I want. But you know, you gotta kind of build it up a little bit at a time. Right. You gotta get it when the job pops up. Gotta get it when the job pops up. Anyways, you want to get into our news? Yeah. You want to start us off? You want me to start off? I'll tell you what. I'll get started with this one. Sure. I'll go with my bigger one. This one's a follow-up from a couple episodes ago. We talked about the South Carolina execution situation. Yep. Well, we do have an update on this one. From CNN.com, South Carolina court halts executions until the state's new firing squad option is finalized. So, Uh, if you remember a few episodes ago, I can't remember which one it was. It was like episode 32, maybe, we talked about this. Something like that. Where they were going to try to ram through the executions via the electric chair. Apparently, the South Carolina Supreme Court has stopped that process because that was what the governor was trying to do. He was trying to just electric chair for you, electric chair for you, basically. That has stopped because you have to have an option, apparently, and the Supreme Court has ruled that they cannot execute anybody until they figure out what's going on with the firing squad. So they can use the firing squad as an option? Yes. Okay. They have to have an option, and the only other option available right now outside of the electric chair because lethal injection is off the table because the pharmaceutical companies aren't selling the drugs to the state. Okay. The only other option would be the firing squad. That South Carolina can even come up with right now. Jesus. They've got, according to the state law, you have to have an option for the prisoners. The Supreme Court has determined that you can't just go with one option. So now they got to figure out what they're doing with the firing squad to make this happen. (laughs) Now, this brought up a couple of questions for me as I was doing my research. You know that the firing squad is still used in a few different states? Which states? Oklahoma has it on, on the menu. Utah had it on the menu for a long time and then got rid of it, but made it retroactive, but then brought it back as a secondary option again. Hmm. Mississippi also has it, at least on the menu. So South Carolina would be the fourth state to use it. Since 1960, Utah is the only state that has used it, and they've used it four times. Damn. Most recently in 2010, when Ronnie Lee Gardner was executed after 25 years on death row. Now, this guy got executed because he killed somebody, and then during the trial, he like he escaped the courthouse and killed somebody like at the courthouse afterwards. Jesus. And he was a, like a devout Mormon somehow amidst all of that. Huh. And he declared that the lethal injection was too inhumane or something, and he declared that he wanted to get killed by the firing squad. Hmm. So in 2010, that's how they that's how they did him. Damn. Uh, a... It was quite the quite the procedure. So how many people are involved in a firing squad? It sounds like it's five people right now. Man, did you imagine? It's five people. One gun is loaded with a wax bullet these days, so it gives you the recoil as if you're firing, but you don't know for certain if you're actually shooting at the guy. They sit him down in the chair and tie him down. They put a hood over his head and you aim for the heart. Man, that's rough. So South Carolina is getting the firing squad ready. I assume they're going to follow Utah's precedent in terms of the procedure for this. I mean, they have to. They, they have to have a choice. They have to bring it on. I guess. And they, it's only been happened four times in the last 60 years in the United States. So Now, what I also should note is that Utah had three. Basically, they outlawed it in like 2005 or something, the firing squad, but they made it retroactive. So if you committed your crime before a certain date, you could still choose the firing squad. And three guys have chosen the firing squad. So apparently three more guys are going to get executed by firing squad in the state of Utah coming up in the future. When this is going to happen, I don't know, but it's still Man, on the menu. I... Like I, like I said before in the in that episode, I don't think I would choose Firing Squad if they weren't going to hit me in the head. I know. Now, Sonia Sotomayor 
Romero, Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court Justice, had made a ruling on this type of thing. And she is in favor of the firing squad, which hmm. is interesting. Hmm. As are most of the liberal justices. Right. They support the firing squad as a method of execution. How ironic. It's very interesting. <laughs> so that's my first news story. That took way too long, but... No, you're good. That was good. We'll see if that makes it into the show or not. It will. All right. From uh, your favorite, Pat, NBC News. New fossils of giant rhinos, the largest land mammals ever, are found in China. The largest land mammals ever. Yeah, this is like a new discovery. Holy hell. Yeah. There's a lot of implications with that. Okay. Yes. Fossils from two giant rhinos dating back about 22 million years have been unearthed in China, according to a study published on Thursday. They are among the, the latest relics of the giant gigantic mammal, which was discovered amid great fanfare early last century. Much larger modern rhinos, giant rhinos, often stood more than 20 feet tall at the shoulder and weighed more than 20 tons, making them bigger than mammoths and the largest land mammal that ever lived. That is incredible. Could you imagine these fucking behemoths wandering around? An elephant is about, what, 12 feet high? If it, that. 10 12, feet? Probably 12. I think 12 is probably a good 12. number. Maybe. So just think of an elephant. Almost two elephants. No, that's very tough to imagine as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a dinosaur. 20 feet high at the shoulder. So you're saying two times the size of a basketball hoop? Yeah. Can you imagine? That's like bigger than your house. Yeah. Like, holy hell. <laughs> the new fossils were found in May of 2015 in the Linxia region of Gansu province in northwest China. I probably screwed all that up, so I Gangzhou. One fossil consists of a skull, jawbone, teeth, and atlas vertebrae, where the head connects to the spine, while the other consists of three vertebrae. From these remains, the scientists have reconstructed the ancient animals, and they've discerned enough differences in their skeletons to classify them as a new species, according to the research published in the journal Communications Biology. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. That is pretty interesting. So they're they're pretty sure that they were rhinoceroses. Yes. I've always wondered, and you, we see it a lot, where a certain species, whether it's a dinosaur or something gets discovered, and they classify it as a certain, like a reptile or a bird or a mammal, they end up having to go back and reclassify it because they weren't even remotely right. accurate as to what they were talking about. Right. These might not even be rhinos, man. So I'm always, I'm, I'm curious as to how they landed on mammal immediately because obviously there are certain skeletal features that might be more prevalent in a mammal as opposed to a reptile or a bird or whatever. Sure. But sure. that's interesting. It's really cool. I can't imagine a creature that big. Like I know we've had some, we know about some really big dinosaurs. Yeah. Tough for me to even process in my mind as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Me too, man. That's it's a really, how big that is. That's a cool story for sure. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Obviously the, the current rhinos are a very highly endangered species. I know that some have stretched into Asia, but mm. most of them still are in Africa. I think there's some rhinos in India as well. I think so. I don't know that positively, though. Me neither. But Maybe I, even I, Sri Lanka. Maybe even Sri Lanka. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, on, on Netflix, they have those 72 most dangerous animals. Yeah. I swear I, I saw a rhino one from India. It doesn't surprise me. I'm, I feel like they were I, out there. I might not be right. Anyways, my second one, and this one's a really short one. This is from IGN.com, which is the <laughs> internet gaming yeah. website that occasionally comments on other shit. Archaeologists discover accidentally break 1,000-year-old egg. Damn. So that's it's exactly what I said, and that's all they really gave us. Apparently, they were digging in a 1,000-year-old cesspit. I don't know if you know what a cesspit is. I'm guessing it's like a septic type thing? Yes. Okay. It's back when you had outhouses. You dug a really okay. deep hole. So it's like a septic tank. But it, it's an old-fashioned. Old, old thing. Yeah. Okay. They were digging in a thousand-year-old cesspit. They found an egg, like a, like a chicken egg, perfectly intact. And they got it to the laboratory. <laughs> And they dropped it. You had one job. <laughs> exactly. So who is handling this? One of the one of the 
either an archaeologist or a lab technician or somebody. They didn't say. Oh my gosh. So could you imagine you have a thousand year old egg and you're So what did it like how did it look on the inside? Like what is it like, They were able to like preserve some like the yolk was still intact. So they were able Damn. to use some of that and they were able to do some analysis on it. But Oh that sucks. They broke the damn egg. Thousand years old. You had one job. Exactly. So that's my second news story. That's all I got for that one. <laughs> that's all right. That's a good one. So this is from Fizz.org. P H Y S dot org. Physicists bring human scale object to near standstill, reaching a quantum state. Whatever the hell that means, we're gonna get into it. Physicists bring human scale object yes. to standstill yes. in a quantum state. Reaching a quantum state. I don't state. know what a quantum state is. Me neither. We're gonna get into it. To the human eye, most stationary object appear to be just that, still, and completely at rest. Yet if we were handed a quantum lens allowing us to see objects at the scale of individual atoms, what would be an apple sitting idly on our desk would appear to be a teeming collection of vibrating particles, very much in motion. Okay, I follow you so far. In the last few decades, physicists have found ways to supercool objects so that their atoms are at a near standstill or in their motional ground state. To date, physicists have wrestled with small objects such as clouds of millions of atoms or nanogram scale objects into such pure quantum states. Now, for the first time, scientists at MIT and elsewhere have cooled a large human scale object to close to its motional ground state. The object isn't tangible in the sense of being situated at one location, but it is combined motion of four separate objects, each weighing about 40 kilograms. The object that researchers cooled has an estimated mass of about 10 kilograms and comprises of about 1 to 1 times 10 to the 26th power, or nearly 1 octillion atoms. That's honestly really interesting. I don't understand any of this shit, but pretty cool. I'm going to try to explain it to you, because I think I know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, you're familiar with how atoms are, like, electrons circulating, and yeah. everything's made up of atoms, so even if you're standing completely still, the ad- electrons are still circulating? Yes. Supposedly, if you get something cold enough, the coolness, the coolness slows down the movement of electrons over time. Sure. To the point where the complete absence of heat is a complete absence of motion and the electrons stop moving. Sure. Now what happens with them after that? I don't really understand how an atom can exist without the electrons and the protons or whatever the fuck is going on moving. Right. But as based on what you're talking about, it kind of makes me think that somehow they've slowed down stuff that big to the point where it got so cold that it just stopped moving completely. That's pretty cool. Which, if you think about atoms and atomic whatever, like atomic mass, if you can do that, theoretically maybe chirogenic, you know, like chirogenic freezing, where they've tried... They it's a theoretical process where they freeze a person and they send them up in the space and they unfreeze them. After hundreds of years, you're able to be reanimated basically and you're exactly how you were. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's possible because yeah, they're able to do looking this. that way. Shit. I'm just saying. The researchers took advantage of the ability of the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, or LIGO, to measure the motion of the masses with extreme precision and supercool the collective motion of the masses to 77 nanokelvins, just shy of the object's predicted ground state of 10 nanocalvins. Okay. The results appearing today in science represent the largest object to be cooled to close... I'm sorry. The results appearing today in science represent the largest object to be cooled to close to its motional ground state. The scientists say that they now have a chance to observe the effect of gravity on a massive quantum object. So, yeah, it's pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, that's incredible. It's pretty cool. Now, I think it's safe to say that Bob Lazar was probably doing this stuff many years before this was happening. Right. This is the first public discussion of this, but we're pretty we're pretty sure that he was doing stuff like this before then. Sure. So he should probably be in on this experiment. Maybe he's secretly calling the shots on this. I don't know. But that's pretty cool, to say the least. Right. Now, pretty sweet. Now, my scientific com- 
commentary on that could have been completely made up. <laughs> I think I know a lot more than I actually do know. If any of you physics experts out there have any comments as to what we said during this article, or can explain to us, us a little bit further than what we discuss on this, please tweet us at 30 in the Tweet us. Let us know what you know about physics. Yes, that was a really great one, for sure. And I got I got one more news story. This one I found. This one hit my newsreel, like, right before I came over here today. Hell yeah. But I decided to get it, get this one in. This one is from the koreatimes.com. Hmm. North Korea makes rare humanitarian donation for Myanmar. That's according to UN data. So somehow North Korea and Myanmar are like allies. They have really good diplomatic relations for some reason. Now Myanmar had that recent, like the military coup that wasn't really a coup, but was kind of a coup. I don't know if you saw that in the newsreel over the last year or so. Mm. Like the military threw over overthrew the like the election or whatever. Sure. Then they said democratic processes from here on out, basically. Mm-hmm. But North Korea and Myanmar have been they apparently for some reason they're allies. Now Myanmar is Southeast Asia. It is not quite where you know where Cambodia and Thailand are. It's not yeah. quite that far east. It's closer to Bangladesh. I think it probably shares a border with Bangladesh. So we're talking China, India is all right there. Yeah, okay. Actually, I don't know if it does share a border with Bangladesh. I think Bangladesh is pretty much landlocked by India. Anyway, sorry. Somehow North Korea and Myanmar are allies. And Myanmar used to be Burma. You may know it as Myanmar now, but it's always going to be Burma to me. Mm-hmm. Anyways, apparently the UN put together a Myanmar relief fund for the coronavirus. And North Korea donated $300,000 to this relief fund. <laughs> North Korea hasn't made a donation like that since 2005. <laughs> so why now and why Myanmar? It's interesting. Hmm. But one of the poorest countries in the world is opening up their checkbook and writing a right. check to Myanmar. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder where they get it from. I wonder where they get what they get out of them. Apparently, Kim Jong-un has made it a priority to maintain positive diplomatic relations with Myanmar. I don't know what the coup has to say about that, <laughs> but apparently that's part of his plan. Interesting. Now, Myanmar has been in a state of basically civil war for a while now like years and years and years i don't know if you ever see the the fourth rambo movie that's just called rambo yeah that is set during one of the civil wars in myanmar okay. and that war is still going on so those rambo movies are good they're pretty awesome anyway so are you ready to get into the main topic sure what is the main topic today sir today's topic is like stupid interview quotes from basically really anybody yeah we're gonna be breaking down like some of the things that public figures said that really made you question like what the hell are they talking about or just maybe, dumb shit maybe they exaggerated a little bit too much or maybe they said something on the camera that they really shouldn't have said. Shit like that. Right. So I've got a handful. I don't know how many I really got because I'm going to be getting on my phone here in a little bit. Yeah, I probably will too. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll kick this one off. Sure. Did you know that Al Gore invented the internet? I've heard... Where did I hear that? I heard it on Family Guy. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. He did, according to him. Now, obviously, Al Gore is the former vice president under Bill Clinton. Right. Vice president from 1993 until 2001. Uh, back in 1999, this was the early, early days of the 2000 presidential election. Al Gore decided he was going to throw his hat in the ring pretty much immediately. So, in, on March on March 9th of 1999, he had an interview with one of our favorite people ever, CNN's Wolf Blitzer. Oh, my God. Gosh. And Blitzer asked Al Gore why voters should choose him over other contenders. Mainly, the biggest one was Bill Bradley back then. I don't know if you remember that election at all. I was pretty young. This was the first election I was conscious of because my Jaja would make me look at the news articles. I think I was in kindergarten, wasn't I? Yeah, I was little. I was in kindergarten too. No, I would have been. You would have been earlier than that. This was I would have been preschool. This was 1999. So I was in preschool. I was in kindergarten during this. Anyways, uh, Wolf Blitzer asked Al Gore why you 
over any of these other people. So he launched into the whole thing about his career as vice president or whatever. And then he added this. During my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative <laughs> in creating the internet. I took the initiative in moving forward a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be important. And then he went on about the, the economy and the environmental situation, education, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But he took the initiative in creating the internet. <laughs> and he also took the initiative in creating a whole other range of initiatives. <laughs> oh, so, oh, Al. Now, obviously, his initiative taking got him a popular vote in the 2000 presidential election. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he didn't do well enough in the Electoral College to uh, make that controversial election right. happen for him. So I don't know why. I find that funny. That's pretty funny. He took the initiative <laughs> and created the internet. And it's it's funny now that I, you know, I see why Family Guy said it now. They're making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he, he determined yeah. that he, he took the initiative to create the internet. But, I mean, we have to thank him because the 4.30 in the morning would not exist. It would not exist. Without the internet. And the internet wouldn't exist without Al Gore. So thank you, Al Gore. Thanks, Al. We couldn't have done this without you. Thank you for your initiative. Anyways, that's my first one. Here, this is my first one. I don't, I don't. This isn't really from an interview. This is a Twitter post from an NFL running back. Okay. Do you remember? And it, it's 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 kind of it's kind of messed up. It's but it's kind of funny. Uh, you remember Rashard Mendenhall and the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Why? So uh, <clears throat> when Bin Laden was killed, he took to Twitter and he he proceeds to say this. This is on the death of Osama Bin Laden. He says, "What kind of person celebrates death? It's amazing how many people." can hate a man they have never even heard speak we've only heard only we've only heard one side <laughs> you've only heard one side now what's this dude literally literally tweeted that he's literally defending osama bin laden first of all i'm trying to put the timeline together i can't believe that twitter was around back during that yeah because that was the early days of obama i guess i guess it was well he was he was taken out in 11 or 12 no, it was, was this had been earlier than that. High school. That was one of Obama's early things, I thought. I thought it was later. I thought that was one of Obama's earliest earliest things. 2011. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So, but Twitter was still young. Yeah. It was young. It was around. And what's funny is people on a certain side would make that type of question about why would you celebrate Osama bin Laden's death? But they were <laughs> shooting off fireworks. They were going insane when Rush Limbaugh died. Right. Like, I've never seen a death get celebrated as much as that. So. How, how about when they made... Uh, uh, Suleimani look like they they treated him like a martyr, man. Yeah, it was insane. It's absolutely insane. But Richard Mendenhall, <laughs> Mer- Richard Mendenhall playing like uh, I, morality police, basically. I mean, it, what, what's really funny is I don't even think he knows who he is. Because if he did, he wouldn't. Nobody would say that. Yeah, I he mean, definitely would. Maybe some people would, but a, a guy like, like him, okay, in the NFL, no, I don't think he would say that. If you knew who, if you know who Bin Laden was, masterminding a terror network since since the nineties, basically. Yeah. Uh, we got we got to listen to his side of the story. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got we got to hear his side. I don't know. That's hilarious. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna I got a big one I want to get into. But I'm gonna do a couple of smaller ones first because my big ones are gonna be pretty funny. Are you familiar with uh, former Vice President Dan Quayle uh, under Bush back in late '80s, early '90s? Not really familiar with him now. Um, he's a character to say the least. Uh, he's still alive. He's only 74 these days. Vice President back back then. Um, he has a litany of just like him saying weird shit that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, he's best known because he was like talking to like a grade school class and he misspelled the word potato. Like he kept on trying to tell them that the word potato ended with an E. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that at all. Uh-uh. Now the thing with Dan Quayle that 
that cracks me up is he was a former vice president. And then do you remember back when Dick Cheney was vice president? Yes. And he was out hunting and he shot like his fellow hunter accidentally. Yeah. Now that was pretty much a news story was he, the, the shotgun, the buckshot hit a few pellets hit his hunter. They didn't kill the guy or anything, but yeah, he ended up accidentally shooting his, which the vice president accidentally shooting a guy is funny in and of itself. Yeah. Now my mother doesn't follow the news like very much at all. She's not very in tune with what's going on. We are her number one news source. <laughs> Anyways, back then, she still didn't follow the news a whole lot. She would get snippets here and there, but she really never knew what, exactly what the fuck was going on. Sure. So, she was at work, and she heard, oh, Dick Cheney shot somebody. Oh, God. And the only th- other thing that she heard was the term quail, because he was hunting quail. <laughs> so, my mother came home and thought that Dick Cheney shot Dan Quail. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, listening to my parents try to break this new story down <laughs> with my mom having it in her head that Dick, Ch- Dick Cheney shot Dan Quayle. Uh, I thought that was the funniest thing. And they're that gonna, is funny. They're both going to say that that didn't happen, that 100%, 100% happened. <laughs> Anyways, Dan Quayle, vice president, um, had plenty of interesting quotes. And I have a whole bunch on my phone that I'm not even going to talk about. His one that made me laugh was he was ta- he talks about like himself and his politicians. And then in the one vice presidential debate, uh, they ended up winning the election. But the one guy he was talking about, or Dan Quayle was talking about uh, Jack Kennedy and all those things about Jack Kennedy. And the guy was like, you are no Jack Kennedy, basically. <laughs> and that was like some like big mic drop back then. Anyways, Dan Quayle was like, I have made good judgments in the past i have made good judgments in the future (laughs) (laughs) think about that for a second Uh, that's funny and then another quote uh he was he back then california was a big like a big whatever sure and you know the republicans have always struggled in that state even though they won california back in 1988 which is interesting that's the last time probably the last time that that was the last time they won california anyways dan dan quayle was talking about the state of california and he goes i love california i practically grew up in phoenix (laughs) This is like when Britney Spears said that she completely got two countries mixed up and it was that it was really bad. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But this is the vice president of the United States saying that California or Phoenix is in California. I don't know why I find that type of shit so funny, but that's funny, man. Anyways, that's Dan Quayle. We might get back to him depending on how we do time wise. <laughs> Anyways, that that's the second one I want to talk about. So that's funny. I don't know. And he's still around. Like he could theoretically make another run. Yeah. I mean uh, shit, Biden got elected Biden's at seventy eight. Seventy eight and he's not with us. So Dan Quayle's only 74 <laughs> who knows possible anyways so this one's kind of funny this isn't an interview but this was all caught on tape and there's some audio you can kind of look up the video you know who kim kardashian is um oh is she the daughter of that that like one of those oj lawyers back in the 90s yes okay yeah and she's married to kanye west and we know who kanye west is wasn't she married I, to reggie bush for a while i don't know wait i i think kanye and her broke up did they i don't really keep up on that no but there's this really funny video Okay, she's walking out of like her apartment or like a hotel or something. I don't really know where she was walking out of, but there's a bunch of paparazzi. They're taking videos, pictures of her as she's walking to her vehicle. Right. Sure. As she gets to her vehicle, <clears throat> she stops with the door open right in front of it. She takes off her glasses and she mumbles something. And she walks back into the building and then she comes back walking out with her child. She completely forgot her child in <laughs> in her apartment. And when you when you listen to the video again and she's she says, I forgot I forgot North. I forgot oh North. Uh, North. Yeah. <laughs> There's their their kid North. And, Northwest. Uh, yeah. So, and then it's just funny how there's just new pictures of her walking back out with her kid. Completely forgot about her kid, man. <laughs> yeah. 
that's an example of fame just happening to uh, somebody. That's so funny. That's so I don't know why I thought that was so funny. That's when hilarious. I, when I was watching that, I was like, dude, that's absolutely hilarious. Obviously, she's pretty obnoxious as a person. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. I, I thought that was funny. It's pretty funny. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh shit! I forgot North. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, all mine are political. I don't know why mine ended up all being political. Because it's funny. Because it's funny. Now, I've got <laughs> one of my all-time favorite politicians coming up next. Okay. Now, this guy is dead now. Uh, he's not even an American politician. He's a Canadian politician. Have you ever heard of Rob Ford, the former mayor of Toronto? Toronto, Canada? <laughs> I don't think so. He, I'm trying to describe him because he's a very distinct-looking guy. He probably weighed at least 300 pounds during his tenure as mayor. He had blonde hair that was always silked back he kind of looked like if you were to combine dennis leary and louis anderson that's kind of to me that that's the best way to can to, to say what he looks like All but right. dennis leary's head on louis anderson i'm trying anyways he was the mayor of toronto back between december of 2010 until december of 2014 however he was a city councilman in toronto since 2000 and served on the council up until his mayorship and then after his mayorship he got reelected to the council and served there until he died he only died at age 46 due to some lifestyle induced cancer but we're going to get into his lifestyle in a little bit. Mr. Ford was this a walking controversy. Now, he was the mayor of Toronto. He was also a raging alcoholic. Jesus. Um, cocaine was in the mix. Marijuana was in the mix. All the drugs were in the mix. Everything that you could possibly throw into like a scandalous, party-heavy lifestyle, <laughs> he was in the mix on. He did a damn good job, too, running, running the place, didn't he? He claims he did. <laughs> He'll tell you that. Or he did tell you that quite a bit. Um, however, his, his, his entire life was basically marred in controversy. Now, he was a son of a politician who was also a councilman for a while and his nephew currently holds his old council seat so he's a family politician but he appears to be the only one at least i did a little bit of research he was the only one that like made it to the mayor which is pretty good um he was unpredictable and the videos of his interviews are hilarious because a lot of times he's drunk and he's had incidents dating back to like 2006 where he'd be like drunk at a hockey game or drunk at a football game he loved football <laughs> he loved the toronto i think it's the argonauts the canadian football team mm-hmm. huge fan of them and he even coached like like peewee football and high school football throughout his entire public service <laughs> until a, a few of his incidents basically they're like we can't have him around kids basically right so in 2013 and this is in the middle of his mayorship um he had what i consider his best quote of all time he it was one you know how sometimes like there's an interview where people are like rushing somebody like coming out of their office or something and the media is like all there but they don't really it's not a press conference but they're just sticking microphones in your face as you're walking to or from somewhere yeah i don't know where the hell he was at he, he had a at his office or near his office or going somewhere. He was wearing a Toronto Argonauts jersey with Mayor Ford on the back. <laughs> he looked like he was probably drunk and the media was cornering him because there was a series of allegations going on with him with his cocaine and alcohol and other behavior of note. Now, viewer discretion is advised for this and I'm going to be paraphrasing so I'm not going to use a few of the words that he used in the interview but he was he, so he took the opportunity to clear up some rumors and unprompted he was like and another thing and he referenced one of the, the name of one of his female staffers. There was a rumor out that a female staffer said that he asked to perform orally upon her. <laughs> okay. And the, the phrase and the phrase that he uses is different from this, but to devour the cat. Oh my. She said that I wanted to blank. And then he added, I've never said it to her in my life. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
and he said this, and this is a video. Like, you can actually watch the video. Yeah, yeah. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Now, he brought that up unprompted. He wasn't asked about that. He said, and another thing, this whole thing with her, where she said that, he brought that up. He wasn't asked about that. He just brought it up. That's he wanted funny, to clear up man. the rumor. What an idiot. That's so funny. Now, obviously, that was controversial for a lot of things. And then that same day, I don't know if this was the same interview or if this was something he did, like, once he woke up the next morning. He released another quote. He said, The revelations yesterday of cocaine escorts prostitution has pushed me over the line. And I used unforgivable language, and I again apologize. These allegations are 100% lies. Now, he's had so many incidents where drugs have been a factor in his life. Cocaine's been around forever. At one point, (laughs) they said that that they saw him just like smoking weed at a shopping plaza. <laughs> he'd get drunk at hockey games. He'd fight with people. The other one I had written down was, oh, St. Paddy's Day 2012. He had quite the party. Now, this was in the middle of his mayorship. He had a party in his office that got like insane. He went to a restaurant where he started doing cocaine. And at one point, he was reported to be flailing around on the dance floor. Oh, my God. Just batshit crazy. And his problem with drinking was if he drank, he got really mean to everybody for whatever reason. So he was saying all sorts of crazy shit, terrible shit to all these people people like racial shit oh also just God. awful things to these people but um it ended with him in city hall at two o'clock in the morning wandering around with a bottle of brandy <laughs> and they couldn't do anything with him because number one he's a fucking he's a was a massive person right and they couldn't control him when he was drunk and he's a freaking mayor and he's he's the mayor <laughs> of the city like, <laughs> this is a huge metropolitan this yeah. isn't like a Toronto, small city toronto's a big city one of the biggest cities in the world it's yeah. like on par with New York, almost, in terms of, like, biggest North American cities. Yeah, it's a big city. So, anyways, eventually, he got called to resign, and the big reason why was because of the quotes that I shared with you today. Sure. He refused to resign, but city council pretty much stripped him of his power anyways. So, he was showing up to the office, but they took all his staff away from him, and they took all his power away from him. <laughs> so, he was still the, ma- the mayor, but in name only, basically. But after after that whole thing, he ended up getting reelected to his council seat. which he <laughs> ended worked up, out. He held it until he died, and he ended up getting cancer there pretty quickly because yeah no shit all the lifestyle problems but right. i don't know man that, oh. that that cracked me up well it sucks he had to assault some chick yeah which he, he probably did it he probably said he probably at least said he what he said probably yeah <laughs> um but luckily for him he had enough to eat at home yeah so you got any more uh quotes yeah so you know who bill maher is yeah bill maher he used to be on a show called politically incorrect back in the day there used to be a show called politically incorrect uh i don't really know what years but it was it was early okay uh so this was january 11th 2001 and there were like three or four other people on the show and bill maher was the host okay yep and the subject of retarded kids came up oh god nowadays you're not supposed to say the r word no you're not you know back then it it was a little different you know not that it's right or wrong i'm just saying yeah as an observation it's a little different back then Sure. But they got on the talking about dogs as well. And Bill Maher, Bill Maher goes like, I have two dogs. If I had two retarded children, I would be I would be made a hero. Retarded children. <laughs> retarded children are like dogs. Devoted, nice, and they never develop mentally. He literally said that. You can look up the video. Oh, my and, God. And, and, and the, the other people on the show, like, they, they politely disagree with him. And they, they get into this debate. And Bill Maher does not back down on this, man. He does not back down. He, he like, he goes all in on retarded kids just being slow and being he doesn't deny their humanity but like it's 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 kind of crazy man and he goes a little far in my opinion that's 
no wonder we haven't heard about him recently. Yeah, but that's back in 2001. He still has a show, I think. Uh, I don't he? know. I don't know if he does. But it's crazy. It's, that's a crazy thing to say. That's insanity. <laughs> he said, retarded kids are like dogs. And that's a quote. Like, Wouldn't want to be his, his child. Man, right. My goodness. My lord. I don't even know what to say to that. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Like, how, how'd you come up with that? Poor judgment, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Anyways, I don't even know how to follow that one. Got any more? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, Back to Al Gore. A zebra does not change its spots. What that was in reference to, I don't know. I got one more uh, back uh, during that time. Bill Clinton, back in 1998, obviously the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal was going on. And during a, a, a Q&A, probably, Bill Clinton is on quote as saying, it depends on what the meaning of the word is, <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. It depends on what the meaning of the word is. Is. <laughs> what does that mean? I had a history teacher back in high school be like, Bill Clinton is the greatest liar of all time. He he like, was a very good speaker. Like, he could stand right in front of you and be like, I am not here. And you would just believe it. <laughs> now, I don't know about that. Yeah, right. I, I understand, though. Yeah. Anyways, you got That's any more? That's funny. Yeah. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know who that is? Yes, sir. Bodybuilder, ex-governor of New York. I mean, California. <laughs> California. I'm sorry, not New York. Uh, but he said in a 2000, in 2003 interview on CNN, they asked him a couple uh, questions on gay people, whatever, gay marriage. And he says, I quote, I think gay marriage should be between a man and a woman. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one. That one was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I thought that was good. And uh, my last one here, a little more detailed. So, do you know, uh, did you ever see that interview between Jim Everett and Jim Rowe? Yes. Okay, this That's is one pretty of my, great. One of my favorite interviews <laughs> of all time. So, a little bit of background. Basically, following the, the season of 1989, Jim Everett, he got sacked like a ridiculous amount of times in the NFC Championship versus the 49ers. Yeah. Which they lost 30-3 to in that game. Yep. Everett was sacked so much during that game that like one time during the game he anticipated a hit that wasn't coming and he just he fell just to the went ground. down yeah he just went down and I, I get it you know I get it you're not really supposed to do that in the NFL but but if you're if you're getting hit that much okay I can yeah. see how you you're just gonna go down and that went on to be called the phantom sack it they, did they had like a, a name to it whatever so this led to an interview in 1994 on a show called Talk Two and he mocked Everett like multiple times calling him Chris Chris Everett, Everett who was a tennis player who, who Chris Evert is her name. I'm pretty sure is her name. Something like that, yeah. She she was a professional tennis player. But he would make fun of him for calling him a girl for not wanting to take hits. Now, this is five years after the fact. Yes, this is five years after the Phantom Sack. And Jim Rome, like, he thought he was a hot shot, basically. Yeah. And he was a sports reporter, basically. Yeah. And Jim Rome did not hesitate in calling him Chris right off the bat. Like, he at first he said Jim, then right after that he's like, actually, you know, double tag. Chris. Chris Everett, everybody. And uh, Jim Jim Everett, he basically is like, "Yo, if you say that one more time, we're we're gonna, we're gonna have to cut this off. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have some problems." And he he calls him that, and he attacks him. He like pushes over the table. He pushes him to the ground, and it basically cuts off after like five seconds of the of the tumble. But it was yeah. it was pretty funny. It's pretty funny to watch if, if you guys want to. It, it definitely up. is. <laughs> now, have you seen the cut where Jim Rome's live mic was still on during the entire thing? Yes. Get him off of me! Get him off of me! <laughs> ah! 
Yeah, yeah. That was not his best moment. No, it was not. That's one of my favorite things to watch, though. It's love, so funny. I love awkward interviews. Yeah, and Jim Everett doesn't he doesn't hold back. Right. So yeah, it's a good it's a good one. It's a classic. And it's funny. I mean, this was five years after the fact. Like this happened five right. years ago. Right. Jim Rome. I don't know if he's he's never played a professional sport. He's never Probably done anything not. remotely athletic ever outside of talking about it. You can't be that disrespectful to a guest you're having on your show. Right. Like what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> right. So yeah, that's a great one. Uh, I'm not, uh, I watch it. No, I watch that video a lot. I yeah, me it. too. I've seen it quite a few times. Anyways, I got a couple more I want to get wrapped up with real quick. Ted Kennedy, remember him? Yep. Jack's uh, younger younger brother, I think. They don't call me Tyrannosaurus Sex for nothing. <laughs> God damn it. And then I got one more I'm going to wrap it up with from Dan Quayle. Uh-oh. Uh, this was on the vice presidency. One word sums up probably the responsibility of any vice president. And that one word is to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that is so funny. Mr. Dan Quayle, we appreciate you. We sure do. Thank you. And we, we appreciate you, Al Gore. We appreciate everybody that brought us these wonderful quotes. Yeah. Rest in peace, Rob Ford. Yep, Rob Ford. Anyways, that's pretty much all I got for the quotes. I could do one more. You want to do one more real quick? It's really quick. Okay. So, uh, we all know who Justin Bieber is. Yeah. But do we really know how dumb he used to be? I think he's a little smarter now, but back then he was pretty stupid when he was a kid. Yeah. So, he, he was on David Letterman, and he was talking about his concerts, and he goes on to say, I think I've been in every continent and had a show. And David Letterman's like, well, how many continents are there? He's unable to name all seven continents. And he goes on to saying, Asia, North America, uh, South America, Africa, Antarctica, North Pole? I said the North Pole is a continent. Canada? Too, so. Canada? Oh, he said Canada? Then he said Canada after that. He started asking questions. Like he, he, didn't, he didn't know the rest of them. Isn't he Canadian? He is Canadian. How the fuck would he not know that? I don't know. That's hilarious. I, I found that kind of funny. It's kind of, come on, man. Like yeah. at, at that point, he was like, he had to be like 15. You don't know seven continents. No, he was a failure. There's nothing redeemable about Justin Bieber. <laughs> but I don't know. That's funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Like, Anyways, I feel like if we had more time to do like some really hardcore research. Yeah. And if we were getting better quotes, like obviously we've had problems doing the research on this one, but this could be like a series, I think. Easily. We could just do quotes. Like we could, we could probably, you could find hundreds of quotes. Yeah. Of stupid and I've shit got, people I got said. a few that I decided not to include on this episode. Sure. But I think it was a pretty good, pretty good wrap up. Yeah. Now I got one more thing before we get out of here. So obviously we got Father's Day coming up. Yep. And I think it's important to wish a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, sure. especially to our favorite NFL father, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Now we've talked about him several times on the show. Him is nine kids nine kids it's an incredible number it's tough to imagine an nfl football player having nine kids right now did you know that philip rivers does not hold the record for most kids from an nfl player who does according to my research and i'm gonna we're gonna be talking to recent players the players that we were familiar with a former teammate of philip rivers antonio cromarty has 14 kids are you shitting me now antonio cromarty is uh retired at this point he's 38 now he was a good player he's a good player best known for his time with the jets mm-hmm. opposite yep. daryl revis that's a pretty good cornerback yeah duo. that's pretty good four-time pro bowler uh first team all pro one year he led the league in interceptions the one year pretty good player all around sure 14 kids that's a lot of kids man eight different baby mamas oh my god (laughs) 
So did he make any money from the NFL, or did well, that, did I go to child support? At one point, <laughs> at one point when he signed a contract with the Jets, he had to ask for a five hundred thousand dollar advance on his salary to catch up on child support. Oh my god! Now eight baby mamas—that's a lot. Yeah, that is not a record for NFL players in recent memory. Former Browns running back Willis McGahee has ten <laughs> kids with nine different baby mamas. <laughs> Think about that for a second. How do you keep track. How do you keep track. I don't know how they do it, and he. Had had all those kids by the time his playing days were over at age 32. Ten kids and nine different baby mamas. Now, at least for, for uh, Antonio Cromartie, is he did have uh, an operation done after baby 10. He did have four pop out after the fact. So at least he tried to solve the problem. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Willis McGahee, ten kids, nine baby mamas. Now he might not even be the most incredible NFL father. Are you familiar with Landon Collins? Yes. Former Giant safety. He now plays for the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. His rookie year, back when he was with the Giants, he had three babies pop out within three weeks of each other. Three different moms. Oh my He god. got three girls pregnant at the <laughs> <What>? same time <laughs> during his rookie year. I can't, man. That's insane. And later on that year he ended up getting engaged to a fourth woman. Oh my god. So Landon Collins. Maybe he'll break the record one day, you know. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. But hey, so Antonio Cromartie. <laughs> could you imagine Philip Rivers and Antonio Cromartie were teammates? Twenty-five <laughs> kids between the two of them, or twenty-three kids between the two of them? I can't, man. That that's hilarious. Insanity. That is absolutely hilarious. So that's my little Father's Day segment. Nice. That's funny. Anyways, are we all ready to get out of here today? Sure. Tweet us at thirty in the. Tell us if you ever been in any awkward interviews. Yes, please tweet us if you felt like we had anything that we needed to discuss. Any comments, questions, any news stories you guys got social media is coming tweet us you know we, we we were we were close to getting it up this week it didn't quite happen but mm-hmm. social media it, it, it's on the radar it's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> it's, be happening it's close uh it's close I'm, I'm not updating the listeners this week we didn't have a good week that's so. all right we're not gonna hit it every week you know what? but i think this was a really good episode i think so this might too. be one of our funniest ones so <laughs> please tweet us please check us out on twitter that's the only place you can really check us out right now but we're gonna get out of here it's been a long long week and we're gonna try to get this episode up. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Uh wish you guys all the best. Enjoy your enjoy your day, and we'll see you guys here next week. Peace. They sit him down in the chair and tie him down. They put a hood over his head and you aim for the heart. Man, that's rough. Now what's interesting about this guy is he had his last meal, because everybody has their last meal. Sure. It was a pretty good meal. But he imposed on himself a forty eight hour fast before the execution. You wanna know what he did during that time? Was he masturbating? No, he was not. He's a Mormon. Oh, okay. We're cutting him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know, man. You were looking at me like he was doing something crazy. No. Go ahead. Uh, during that time, he, he watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why. Why, why did he do that? Funny, but that was. Oh, it's funny. That was one of his last requests. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, funny. So no, it wasn't what you suggested earlier. Anyways, um, so South Carolina is getting the firing squad ready. I assume they're going to follow Utah's precedent. P H Y S. Yes, P H Y S. Fizz is that Fizz. like an acronym for for something? <laughs> yeah, probably for physics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I'm sorry. That's literally what it is. Fizz.org. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Physics. I'm sorry. Cut. <laughs> cut. 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 meant to say <laughs> what I meant to say was physicist I've never said that in my life to her I would never do that I'm happily married I've got more than enough how do I get through it I've got <laughs> I've got <laughs> So he didn't want to eat her blank. Sure. I've never said that to her in my life. I would never do that to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. <laughs>